Hello there, nice to have you with me, and uh, this is the Psychology Report. Today I would like to um, bring a focus of attention to the issue of healthy relationships. You know, we are in all kinds of relationships. As children, we, are, we have friendships, we have peerships, uh, we have ways in which we just connect with children our own age. And as a result of that, we interact and we learn from each other. And in some ways, we become like the people we associate with. As we come into junior high school and high school years, friendships are even more important. They become even sometimes more important than family relationships. And the peer group relationship is often one that shapes us and influences us and brings about attitudinal change, value change, moral changes, behavioral changes of various kinds, personality changes, start to occur in the junior high and high school years. Then as we come into the uh, senior years of uh, adulthood, and uh, we're into the adulthood years, we obviously then have uh, relationships that have a great impact upon us. And... Um, it affects all areas of our life. Again, behavioral changes, personality changes, moral changes, value changes, attitudinal changes, faith changes, and you know, and so on. So this this takes place throughout our life. We come into a marriage relationships that's even more profound. The influence we have on each other is very, very definite. But what are the sure signs of a healthy relationship? You know, we have relationships to be sure. Some of them are destructive and unhealthy. Some of them are very healthy, very positive. We have to be very careful, the people with whom we associate, because we become like them. Not totally, but a little bit. They become like us. Not totally, but a little bit. There's a kind of a mutual interchange of uh, ideas, but there's also a mutual interchange of values and morals and behavior patterns, personality, styles, and so on. So it's very important that we give thought to those with whom we associate and those with whom we associate on a regular ongoing basis and for an extended period of time. Parents have to be very careful with whom their children associate. They have to monitor that very closely because uh, those relationships will, could be profound. You don't just let your kids pick their own relationships. Now most kids will pick, you know, pretty good relationship people like themselves, others will not. And you have to be prepared to step in and either stop relationships or encourage relationships. I've done that with my children. There's been times that friends have had profound, unpleasant, and unwanted influences upon my children. And we've got to step in and make some corrective changes in those relationships. Sometimes you just forbid children to be together with certain children. Because that relationship is just too unhealthy and destructive. There are times when you want to encourage more relationships. I can remember my children. I've said, you know, there's somebody you may want to spend a little bit more time with. That's a neat person. And I think the values and the orientation, the attitudes of that person are really good. Spend more time with that person. And it's generally worked out. So what are the sure signs of healthy relationships? How do you know when your kids are in a... Healthy relationship. How do you know when you're in a healthy relationship? How do you know when your 
um, family, have healthy relationships with other families, and so on. Well, let's take a look at those, okay, and see kind of how some of these healthy relationships kind of shape up. Well, relationship partners support each other, and there's opportunity for growth. You know, there are opportunities that we um, gain from each other, things that you do together, you know, things you talk about, problem solving together. Partners support each other. Partners or pure relationships are supportive of each other, and there is a healthy support in encouraging partnership, an encouraging relationship, an empathetic relationship, a, a relationship that is um, active and, and supportive and encouraging and affirming. That's number one. Number two, good relationships, healthy relationships share emotions. People share their emotions with each other when they're in a healthy relationship. When you're sad, the other partner, the other person feels some of that sadness and can encourage if that is needed. If there's cause for celebration, there's celebration together. In other words, the relationships, the healthy relationships that we have tend to be emotionally sharing, emotionally similar, emotionally supportive and um, just thriving together, emotionally as well as intellectually. In other words, reduction of anger, reduction of depression, reduction of solemnness, and an increase in joy and happiness and, and uh, positive feelings and uh, laughter and gaining of emotional strength. Okay, that's number two. Number three is this. Partners in the relationship pay less attention to the attraction of other people. You know, you're in a relationship, but that doesn't mean that other people are not attractive to you. Men find other women attractive. Women find other men attractive, of course, even when you're in a healthy relationship. But in a healthy relationship, you don't respond to the temptations that are out there. You don't respond to the attractiveness of other people. You bypass those kinds of attractivenesses. In other words, you're not allured you know, of, to attraction of people beyond the relationship that you're in. That's what a healthy relationship is. It stops. There's a boundary. There's a, uh, a wall, so to speak. And then other relationships are off, off limits. Okay, that's number three. Number four is this. Healthy couples see the positive side of commitment. See, the positive side of commitment. You see, commitment means there's security, there's safety. When you're in a committed relationship, there's, it's the absence of worry, the absence of anxiety. There is a feeling of, of safety, and there's a feeling of comfort, and there's a feeling of sureness and uh, confidence. And uh, you don't have to worry as to whether that relationship is going to be long-term or not, or whether it's going to be there tomorrow or not. See, healthy relationships, there is a component of commitment. And that commitment is enjoyed. That commitment is appreciated. That commitment is just developed even further. So from the romantic side and just from the companionship side, relationships 
have a positive side of commitment. There's an enjoyment, there's an appreciation of a commitment. Okay, now, next. In a healthy relationship, we practice self-compassion. We practice self-compassion. In other words, we're compassionate to each other. We're compassionate to ourselves. And we encourage people to be, or the other person to be compassionate to us. Say, when there's failure, you both fail. You both uh, feel the failure. When there's success, you both enjoy the success and feel the success. Okay? When there's an empathetic need, uh, when there's compassion that's needed, you both share in that compassion, and you both express that compassion one to the other. You practice self-compassion. You practice compassion for each other. In other words, over time, the feeling of compassion, the feeling of empathy, the feeling of caring for one another increases, strengthens. Here's another aspect of healthy relationships. They practice gratitude towards each other. In other words, there's a lot of exchanges, the words of thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you for doing that. That was nice of you. That helps. Thank you. See, a, pre a gratitude is free-flowing. And it's frequent, and it's regular, and it's predictable, it's appreciated, and it comes across easy. It's easy to express gratitude. Notes of gratitude, words of gratitude, gestures of gratitude, facial expressions of gratitude. Healthy relationships thrive on gratitude in the same way that they thrive on the expression of compassion one to the other, in the same way that they uh, thrive you know, on the feeling that you're attracted to each other, but you're attracted to no one else outside the relationship. And then lastly, let's say this. Healthy relationships practice humility. They thrive on humility. They're known for humility. It's not a competitive relationship. Healthy relationships are not competitive. Healthy relationships are complementary. And there's a complementariness of, of, of humility. You both are wanting to uh, let the other person have glory. Let the other person have the joy. Let the other person have the attraction. Let the other person have the appreciation. Let the other person have the success. Let the other person have the gratitude. Let the other person have the accolades. But there's times for you to have it as well. And it's mutual. But humility is part of a healthy relationship. It's one of the important parts of relationship. It's a, it's a foundation for success of a relationship. I might just add another point here, by the way. Healthy relationships also thrive on positive reinforcement, reward. In other words, there's a great deal of, uh, of uh, appreciation being expressed for what one does. Words of gratitude, words of thank you. There's gestures of thank you. There's gifts of thank you. There's Ways to show that you appreciate what the other person has done or achieved. In other words, positive reward, it flows both ways in healthy relationships. And positive relationships, healthy relationships, finally, thrive on self-esteem. We build up each other's self-esteem. We work on each other's self-esteem. We encourage each other's self-esteem. And we let the other person know that you feel good about them, that you appreciate them, and why you appreciate them. They do that mutually. They do that for each other and to each other. 
so that both individuals in a healthy relationship know that they are fully appreciated and, and they're fully enjoyed, but they also are admired for who they are. That's self-esteem. So healthy relationships are very, very important, and um, we thrive on them. We develop. We become full persons. We become an individual of great strength. And when tough times come, when stress increases and chronic stress sets in, there is victory. There is strength. You know, there is fortitude. There is encouragement. There is partnership. There is the hand-holding. There is the strength that comes from two people being bound together into one relationship. And there's greater strength there than if you were alone and individual and separated one from the other. So healthy relationships are extremely important when a tough time comes. So you build these healthy relationships so that when tough time comes, you're able to handle them. You're able to process them. And you do it together. You do it as partners. You do it as uh, people who care for each other and want only the best, you know, for each other. That's what healthy relationships are. Now, my, I assume, if you look at the 10 people in your life that you have close relationships with, you could, you could give them a number from 1 to 10. 10 would be a very highly healthy relationship. Number 1 would be a, a, a very low level of healthy relationship, probably an unhealthy relationship, actually. And so if you take the 10 couples or the 10 people you know and say, okay, this is my relationship, you know, my wife, my spouse, you know, my children, my grandparents, my uh, aunts and uncles, my sisters, brothers, my close friends. You know, and you name maybe 10 relationships that you're in. Are you in 10 healthy relationships? If you are, you're very fortunate. Are you in two healthy relationships? Well, that's something anyway. Are you in six or seven healthy relationships? What about the other relationships? Are they unhealthy? Are they just kind of moderately healthy? So your job is to have at least 10 relationships that are healthy and that you're increasing the level of healthiness of those relationships. You're working on them so they become increasingly healthy, more healthy one for the other, you for them and them for you. So it's not just your marital relationship that has to be healthy. It's at least 10 other relationships that you have with people with whom you work, Extended family members, neighbors, people that you're in clubs with and businesses with and associations of various kinds. What are the 10 people? And are you in a healthy relationship with all 10 of them? That would be a beautiful experience. And you'll be strong and you'll be able to handle the stresses of life. You'll be able to be healthy. You'll probably live longer. You'll be happier. You'll be healthier. You'll have just all the goodness of life. If you can count 10 people in your life that you have a healthy relationship with. And if you don't, work on it. Develop it. Develop the humility. You know, develop the emotional exchange. Develop the exchange of gratitude. Develop the, the exchange of self-esteem building. Give positive reward. Give positive feedback. Okay? Do things that are enjoyable together. So you, have, you build memories together and positive memories. That, that pulls people, you know, together. So this has been the Psychology Report. I hope that's been helpful to you as you work on your own relationships. There's my challenge to you. 
Do you have 10 healthy relationships? Now, before I go, I want to bring to your attention a television uh, programming that comes out of Cyprus, but geared primarily to the Muslim population of the world. It's called Sat7. Sat7. In the United States, you can pick it up by just going to www.sat7, the number 7, USA.org. That's www.sat7usa.org. And you'll pick up the um, television company uh, website, and you can see all that they do to provide television programming to the Muslim population of the world in the language that they speak, the five different languages that are spoken are the primary ranges that are spoken with the, within the Muslim community. And uh, the programming is designed to provide a religious training, a religious experience to the Muslim population that presents the Bible as it is and as they can come to understand it as a Muslim individual. So um, there's hope that the Muslim population might come to know the Bible, come to might know the God of the Bible through Sat7. So you want to pick up a uh, little channel and kind of watch it and see what they do? Sat7.USA.org and uh, pick it up and take a look at it. It's a wonderful programming and, if, and they operate on funds that are donated. So if you like what you see, Send them a few bucks. They'll appreciate that. And bye for now.